What's going on, good people? We are back. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, hosted yes, by your favorite Casa Negros. Uh-huh. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian here. And we are here for another episode of the GXL podcast, where we talk mm-hmm. about all of the things. We all talk of about particularly the perils, yes. phrases, productivity, and the pump of circumstance of being a black millennial trying to navigate this crazy puzzle piece called life. Brian, how are you, brother? I am wonderful. And let me do this for all the ASMR people. Okay. <laughs> um, that's coffee I'm drinking right now because it's been a long day. <laughs> Listen, coffee. Listen, in the heat of the night. It's a great day to be black, but I'm tired. This black man is tired, Reverend. Oh, my God. Why are you so tired, man of God? <sighs> Those colonizers working you to death? <laughs> You know what, my child. She was just up late. Oh, is it, you call it, oh yeah. I guess I woke I woke <laughs> up to a four fifty AM text. I said, What what is the matter guy doing up? So I went to the Instagram and I saw that Brooklyn Brooklyn wanted her honey bunches of oats at four thirty. Oh my god one day. She wanted she woke up in the middle of the night and was like, Eat, eat, eat. I said, Girl. <laughs> Let's go downstairs. We went downstairs. The girl said, Cereal. So we had cereal. <laughs> And I was like, all right, cool. After she eats cereal, we're going to be good. We're going back to bed. She wanted to play and to dance and all the things. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Well, so Papa, i tell you, I don't miss that one-year-old <laughs> toddler life at all. Y'all going to have all of it and everything that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to pray for you. Just going to pray for you. Keep praying. Listen. Keep don't praying. stop praying. Oof, saints, don't <laughs> stop praying. Oof, don't, don't go up in here tonight. For the Lord is not. <laughs> Saints, don't stop praying. He'll hear your cry. Your cry. Mm, For the Lord has promised, and his word is true. His word is so true. Saints, don't stop praying. Why? He'll answer you. <laughs> it's a promise. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, ooh, don't talk. <laughs> oh, speaking of giving all glory and honor to God, we give God glory for last glory. week. Y'all uh, showed us mad love on the performative black episode, mm-hmm. and I want to give God a little bit more glory for mm-hmm. Kenya Bears and Gronish. Y'all, oh, whatever's going on in the writing rooms, whatever, y'all are getting it right. They are mm-hmm. right. This most this most recent episode where oh. they talked about we already went from the you know bad black person, mm-hmm. you know social media stuff up until like this kind of these blind spots that a lot of um, well-intending white folk have oh my god such a great episode and they dealt with all of the emotions in like 23 minutes mm-hmm. they did a great job they, they did, did a great job and it did feel rushed it didn't it didn't and the thing i loved about it it was so cringeworthy like but in a good way mm-hmm. it was like the conversations were so messy and ugly and convoluted mm-hmm. and necessary and mm-hmm. in your face mm-hmm. and it really showed um i think really in my opinion really true friendship it showed oh, absolutely accountability it showed um it showed how black folk are always ridiculously forgiving because mm-hmm. they oh, just kept forgiving. trying, they kept mm-hmm. trying. <laughs> um, and but also it showed, you know, some little some allyship there mm-hmm. in terms Absolutely. of the 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 girl who was progressive in her thoughts and her ideas, mm-hmm. and 
um, that did her research and understood certain things, but she was not all the way there yet, which um, I believe you can be a good person, but still have room to grow. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Still be places to be allyship. There's certain things, you know, in in the LBGT community, there's stuff I, I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you for know. sure. Um, and I'm sure there's other things I could probably learn. So if somebody in the community was like, hey, that's that's offensive or or this or that, or even other other uh, ethnic groups or, or other just groups or communities in general. And even as, you know, on this podcast, y'all already know we're inclusive. We are open minded. We are all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still areas and in, in, in places in our lives where we could not be fully educated sure. um and it was cool to see you know at first you know the young lady was offended i mean offended one, i mean white girl tears um, <laughs> <laughs> um but then when you once you stepped outside of the box and you spoke to somebody else then you were like oh mm-hmm. I'm- and they used the same language because they were a little less progressive than you mm-hmm. and yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was oh, without spoiling the episode. It was a it was a really good episode. Y'all had almost a week. The episode drops if you're listening oh, today. Okay. It drops tonight. The, the new episode drops tonight. You, oh, you, got a, you had a week to watch it. Yeah, so we could. <laughs> yeah, we could have did a whole episode on just that episode. Listen, we could we could almost did a part two, but it was so good. I just mm-hmm. wanted to bring that back up. Also, we were receiving so much love for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of my favorite segments, one of Brian's favorite segments oh. in, the, in the show. <laughs> they don't last long. <laughs> we get to the point. We know you love it because it's every fan's favorite joint. It is Josh Rogers' athletic abbreviations. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but no, I, I really appreciate the little love. Not so much for the jingle, but there I were love a, the jingle. Yeah, I love the jingle too. If I must say so myself, but bro, but bro, there were a couple of black men. We got we got to have an episode because there were a couple of black men legit that reached out and was like, um, they're familiar with the reads, or they're familiar with Kids Fury Sports Shorts. They listen to our show, mm-hmm. and they were like, "I'm that black guy. I never got into sports." And it was mm-hmm. like, and I just love the fact that you created this whole parody around being interested and then mm-hmm. you have a whole friend group who like talks about it and you're just like mm. okay sports <laughs> and i'm just like we have a community i am here to curate a space <laughs> there's a lane for us okay right there we is just need, we just need to highlight reels we just want the wings and super bowl that's it that's it the social aspect of it all <laughs> that is it i am not here to discuss pivots and and alley-oops and the trades <laughs> and y'all talking about liberty trades and salary caps and you know somebody went to the grizzlies then you got to retrade it the next day in a three-way deal <laughs> and how you know they ain't gonna never suit up shoot <laughs> All I know is that they play for the Grizzlies now, and then they don't. So I, I know, but y'all know the things. I don't know all those things, brother. That sounds like a whole different conversation. You said the trades and the, in the three ways, all kind of stuff. Well, listen, and, but but that's what basketball sounds like. Y'all be talking about the trades and the three way trades and the salary caps and leaving the money on the nice stand because the contract ain't <laughs> over there yet. So. Hallelujah to Jesus. You interpret it how you will, but that's the sports lingo y'all be having in my group chats. And I'll oh, be bless like, them. okay, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm so glad that you all found community and safe space. Mm-hmm. The Lord gave me that song. <laughs> put it put it down in your spirit. You put it down in my spirit. <laughs> and I just we're so happy to have, you know, to share that with you all, you know, who feel like you don't have a place in societal like you know what society says a man should be interested in so there's that 
Speaking of singing and great songs, mm-hmm. are you ready for the song of the week? I am ready. Okay. Okay. It is a classic. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a classic for sure. And, um, you know, I just want you all to, you know, to reminisce and to go back as I go, as I take you there. All right. It goes a little something like this. Mm. Baby, you don't know what you do to me. That was a good one. <laughs> Between me and you, I feel a chemistry. I won't <laughs> let no one come and take your place. Because the love you give, it can't be replaced. See, no one mm-hmm. else love me like you do. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't want to spend my life with you. I want to please you in mm-hmm. any way I can. Boom, boom. Yeah. want to share my world. Don't you understand? Sing it with me, y'all. Your, Your love, love is, is a, a one in a million. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. You give me a ring. If you don't buy the rolls to this, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> All day long. That is one in a one million in a title track off of Aaliyah's sophomore album, I believe. Um you know, entitled One in a Million. Oh, we love it. if you if you're looking at the at the episode. You know, you got to know that this is, this is about A-A-L-I-Y. It is. A-H. A-H. Okay. <laughs> okay. She taught us how to spell the song in one she of did. her songs. Okay. She spell her name in one of the songs. Okay. Um, but that is one of the million by Aaliyah. And uh, we'll get into why we're standing out <laughs> a, it's little a, celebration. Bit, a little bit later in the episode. <laughs> but for now, just mm-hmm. understand that this is a very Aaliyah-inspired edition Mm-hmm. Of the jigsaw. Now, it with is. that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, mm-hmm. are you yes. ready to talk about some black excellence and the blessing? I'm oh. always ready to talk about black folks. Let's go do folks. that. All right. <laughs> In the midst of confusion, All right. The blessed report where we talk about black excellence. And black people are always doing great black things. We just mm-hmm. do things. We wake up and just be black and be excellent. This is what we do. Woke up this morning with my mind. Not only stayed on Jesus, but my melanin connected to the soul. Ah, woo, ah. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> never we... seen no white dirt. So if God made us out of dust. <laughs> Hello, church. <laughs> let's me know. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> We're in the blessed report. I'm excited uh, about the blessed report. Because we just do great things, right? So here it goes. The name is a strong black name. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. okay. All right. Kiwan Dukes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a strong black name. Uh, Kiwan Dukes, college brand deal. So let me read it out for you just to let you know a little bit about Kiwan. For those that do not know, Kiwan Dukes is actually making history as the first HBCU athlete to sign an endorsement deal, mm-hmm. partnering, and this is so black, partnering with Bojangles. Oh, well. <laughs> Keon is finna endorse fried chicken. <laughs> Keon from goes the football a- field, right? Keon goes to HBCU <laughs> and he is uh, partnering with Bojangles, the 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 blackest thing we could talk about. Listen, this, if this ain't black up, uh, bless a uh, bless up black excellence, I don't know what it is. <laughs> we don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it. Is. So let me give you a quick bio about Keon because Keon Dukes is actually the freshman wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He goes to the great Johnson C. Smith University. Uh, he actually joined several of the collegiate athletes um, 
by hiring agents and actually inking excuse me, endorsement deals with major companies since July 1st, when the ruling went in effect that basically college students can, you know, make money off of their image and their likeness, which they couldn't mm-hmm. do before, which is great, right? So mm-hmm. he partnered with um, the Charlotte, North Carolina-based fast food restaurant, Bojangles, and they said it like this. We're thrilled to have K1 join Team Bojangles as the first HBCU athlete on our roster. We look forward to continuing our partnership with HBCUs and athletes throughout our footprint jackie woodard chief brand and marketing officer said and duke also also excuse me joined several of the hbcu college students inking lucrative endorsement deals including alabama and a&m wide receiver uh zabrian moore strong <laughs> black <one>. name <laughs> zabrian 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 <laughs> you know you know, uh, you know you gotta uh enough, you know you gotta you know stretch that out oh yeah zabrian uh-huh. zabrian uh, Alabama A and M running back Gary Charles. That's still black. Mm-hmm. Two um, first names. Oh yeah, two first names. <laughs> the, the, the names just get blacker and blacker. Um, Jackson State, Antoine Owen, mm-hmm. uh, Norfolk State, Raquan Smith. <laughs> so good. This is so good in black. Uh, and then last but not least, Tennessee State University's Hersey Miller. And we all know. If you don't know, he is the son of Master P. Percy Miller. <laughs> Percy Miller. <laughs> Percy and Hersey. Oh, other son's name is Romeo. Child help us. And I think one of the daughter's name is Antoinique or um <laughs> U- and Unique or something like that. It's like a I'm you un- oh I'm unique. Child. Hersey, I'm and I'm unique. <laughs> help us holy ghost. But when you're rich, you can have those kind of things. You can do whatever you want. You can even create a college. ICDC. Hello, somebody. Uh, but we are wanting to bless up Kiwan and all these other black athletes that we Mentioned who are making money, right? Think about this in Absolutely. terms of. Uh, I watched an interview with um with a um, with a great 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 Deion Sanders. He talked about HBCU athletes. He said the reason why he felt like some of the programs were suffering wasn't because the athletes weren't good. It was the fact that they had other obligations mm-hmm. outside of going to school and playing football, right? And most of the D one, um, and I'm you know I know this is probably athletic abbreviation, but I'm gonna talk about it quick, real quickly. And on the big brand name schools like Alabama and. Uh, Florida States and the Auburns and the Georgias and all those big brand football universities, those kids are on full rides. They have food. They have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything you can think of at their fingertips. Whereas some of these HBCUs, even the those that are on scholarship to play football, Deion Sanders was basically saying, like, these kids have, like, full-time jobs. So they're literally working. I mean, going to school full-time, playing football full-time, and they're actually going and actually working a whole job. Um, you know, just to just to stay in school and provide. And some of these kids actually have families back home, right? Who they're providing for. Mm-hmm. So this is great that the the NCAA made this rule, even though it should have been done a long time ago, um, because they made so much money off of these black athletes. It's just great that them they have the opportunity to make some money uh off their image and their likeness and do some partnership deals uh to help them finish what they got. So bless up to Kiwan Dukes. Josh, do you want to add anything else to this? No, other than the fact that, you know, I love that they get their money and that it mm-hmm. gives greater exposure to HBCU athletic department. So it does. I'm, I'm here for it all around. Here for it. So Kiwan Dukes, bless up to you and all the things that you're doing. We will celebrate you and all the things you do going forward. So Josh, you ready to go to the billboard? Ready to go to the billboard. Um, right. This week in the billboard, we will not be doing the rest up report because mm. to our knowledge... Oh God! God has stayed the hand of death. He's oh yeah. Shut up, man! Oh yeah. He all shot. right. Okay. Okay. That, that, that okay. one stirred all the way up. Did it stir? It stirred. You? It stirred. Listen, he stayed the hand of death. All of our legends are still here. 
nobody that we know of um, has ascended to the ranks of an ancestor yet. So we give God glory and we for give him glory. that. Um, before we get into some of the more cultural news, we do want to send our prayers for um, the citizens of Haiti who experienced a terrible and quite tragic and um, literally earth-shaking earthquake that happened. Was it last week, Brian, I want to say? Um, um, last week or early this week, I want to say. Yeah, but something like recent. that. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, but there were, you know, a thousand or plus so people found dead. Mm-hmm. And they're still, um, that number's increasing as they continue to uncover and find bodies. Um, so prayers up to those families. Um, and you know, make sure you're giving to reputable sources if you want to contribute. <laughs> right. Um, the Red Cross is not one of them, but make sure you're giving <laughs> to reputable organizations who are really doing the work on the ground and make sure that money is going to the right places. In addition, we want to play pray for the citizens of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, the Taliban has you know overthrown and taken over their government, much like um, the colonizers attempted to do. Um, mm-hmm. this year in January, January 6th. Uh, <laughs> so we want to pray for the people over there. It's so much so that it was a saddening image of when the troops were leaving, they were grabbing onto the plane to kind of keep them there or to go with them. So mm-hmm. um, I can only imagine the terror that they are facing and, um, you know, hoping that, you know, I know it's a long shot. I'm just going to say I'm praying for him. I'm just going to say I'm mm-hmm. praying for him. And we, and we, and if you can get, I, I don't know a lot about it, so I won't go into all of the politics because I'm not a foreign policy expert. It's not my lane. Mm-hmm. But what I will say, I know that that is not a good thing that's happening. And we want to make sure that we can support and uplift in all the ways that we can do. Um, and if you ain't got nothing, if you don't have any informed things to say, then as we always say on the jigsaw, then shut up, but don't say anything. All right, right. So into the billboard, Andrew Cuomo, former, now mm-hmm. former, <laughs> former governor of New York, um, is he's resigning in the midst of all the rape allegations. Governor Cuomo resigns. Uh, it'll be effective next week. And um, this investigation revealed that he had allegedly sexually harassed 11 women. Mm. Um, what's been most i think what people were looking for was not i mean they wanted him to resign and they saw the comments that he gave and kind of the half-baked explanation slash apology talk about how much he loved new york and if he's going to stop the progress of the city then he's willing to step down blah 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 but his brother chris cuomo popular Mm -hmm. cnn correspondent and host um he got on there and addressed it uh, just killed the elephant in the room and said that he urged his brother to resign and to actually own up to the terrible things that he has done and i really appreciated that you know family or not um Mm -hmm. you're wrong and if you're wrong you gotta own it i'm gonna hold you accountable Mm -hmm. um i would hope to think that regardless of his status as a quote-unquote celebrity chris um that he would have still urged his brother to do that very thing, to resign, to own what you've done, and to you know possibly face whatever consequences that comes as a result of that. What I do mm-hmm. not want to see is whiteness prevail, and then mm-hmm. he somehow gets like a book tour, or he goes on his own apology tour and somehow becomes a victim in the raping and harassment of these 11 women. You know? Yeah, and, and, and that usually happens. It's mm-hmm. it's Or it's the... I'm going to go on all the TV shows and start crying and explain why or how I learned from my mistakes by this book. Right. Yeah. Um, You don't want your book. My side of the story. (laughs) Because the weird thing is like, he was like the hot commodity. Like he was like the it guy. Yeah. Had like black celebrity women, like 
lusting after them and right and talking then, about presidential runs and all type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then all, and then all of a sudden, you know, bam, and then it's. But it might have been why he was like when he was like, "You want to run for president?" Nah. Because he probably he, he probably knew. Yeah, because if he's, I mean, because if those things happen, somebody definitely didn't file reports or then done something on him in the meantime. Oh yeah, and he, you know, those those things were coming up. So those 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 things come out. If you run for president, they find all the yeah, things. And that specifically you, is coming out. Yeah, right. you ain't getting and, rid of that. And unless you are a Cheeto looking bad hair, fat, sloppy. You ain't getting nasty, away with it like he did. Unfortunately, rapist, you know? you're not getting away with it like Donald Trump. Yeah. You're not. Not at all. Not at all. Um, speaking of people who need to also leave the premises are mm-hmm. people who are giving Lizzo a hard time. They need to leave her alone. Um, following the release of her latest single, Rumors, with Cardi B. Side note, have you heard the song yet? I haven't. It, no. I, I, me, I, me I heard pieces of it, but it didn't. Like the little piece that I heard of it didn't think make me go, ooh, I, w- I want to listen to that. Gotcha. Put a Have pause right there. Put a pause right there. I haven't. Okay. Put a pause right there. Okay. We'll come back to that. Okay. Um, so after the release of Rumors with Cardi B, the artist took the Instagram live to discuss some hateful critics um, that spoke uh, again against her body and her image. This is not new to Lizzo, but it also does not make it right. And in this particular Instagram live video, she was very emotional. Uh, she was sad. It seemed like, you know, she couldn't really get herself together. because She was just explaining how she's kind of tired and overwhelmed by all of the consistent critics about her body and, you know, fat shaming and all of the things. So while Lizzo is no stranger to the critics, she's also no stranger to body positivity and being unashamed about her look. Right. Um, as she should be able to do. Uh, but people are always giving her a hard time that she presents in the same ways mm-hmm. that these video vixens present. She uh-huh. presents in the same ways that these models and all these other mm-hmm. things presents. Mm-hmm. It is literally because she's a fat black woman mm-hmm. that that she's getting the level of shame yep. um, that she's getting. And there's no other reason because you're no, not, not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Take one of my celeb crushes, Lala Anthony. She oh, will do a bathing suit. You know, show all of the things. Let Lizzo mm-hmm. do the exact same thing. Somehow she's poisoning our children. Somehow yeah. she's promoting, you know, unhealthy lifestyle. Do not not know Lizzo consistently works out. She has a very, um, when I say physical show, like she dances and performs mm-hmm. in ways that a lot of skinny people can't even do. Right. So mm-hmm. the fact that she's a bigger body woman does not mean that she's out of shape or she's unhealthy. She's a bigger body woman. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is literally people's disgust with fat people, yeah, um, yeah. which is which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she took she she took the Instagram account addressed and said she's tired of it. But. People came to her defense. Cardi, Chloe, who's, who's okay. you know been facing some of her own backlash, yeah, definitely. Um, and then Missy, one oh, of Lizzo's queen. influences, came through. Now going back to that point about um, you not listen to her music. Mm-hmm. What what didn't resonate with you? What did that you heard? Well, I I, I listened to her music before. Okay, so I like Lizzo. I like Lizzo as an artist. I like her music. But the current song with her and Cardi, got you. Okay, you know when you go to like Instagram and you like hear different little sound bites and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, that's a, like you can hear like a song for like 10, 15 seconds and kind of be like, for sure. Oh, that kind of made my ear tingle a little bit, or my you know my toes shoot up in my boot. But um, I've you know come across my timeline recently, and I haven't been <laughs> like, oh, you know. Let no, me go listen to the Lizzo song. No, that's just, I haven't listened to it because I just haven't listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also there's also been conversation around this that you know they say Lizzo doesn't make music for black people. 
Mm. And like her music is geared toward, you know, you know, white audiences and that even for a while, like before she was out, like it took a while for her to become quote unquote mainstream with the black audience. Um, and I just feel like I heard someone say yesterday that if Bruno Mars put out the same music Lizzo was putting out, we would be running and jumping to it. And I think part of a part of some of the black communities disconnect, if I'm gonna be honest with you, Brian, mm-hmm. is really goes back to the body image criticism that she faces. Mm-hmm. I really believe if she was presented differently, mm-hmm. that the response to her music would be like tempo is a dope song. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and of course, tempo like you know made the rounds to the charts. But I don't think some of this criticism that it's not black music is like I don't. I don't think that is valid. And like no. again, black folk, we are not a monolith, right? No, no, no. If, if it's to me, I think Lizzo, she's in this in terms of like putting music in classifications. Yeah, sure. It's not urban. It's yeah, and pop. it's, it's not R and B at all. It's not R and B. Yeah. It's it's it, it's it's probably more pop more dance more it's again it's and it's and doesn't i'm not gonna say it's not for black people i think that we may lean toward now again we're not all the same right but in and oftentimes i'm gonna lean toward more so like the you know the the r&b i'm gonna that's what i i like i like the soul i like all those things but um and i'm gonna make a strong statement here mm -hmm. and i want you to hear my words very clearly go for it I think her lane of pop, though, is the same thing that we enjoyed about Mike and Prince. They did not give us traditional R&B music. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a few ballads and a few songs that really resonated with the culture, but Thriller wasn't no R&B classic. Oh, yeah, no. You know, even uh, Don't Stop Chicken Enough. That was like... we. That I mean, it might it might have been on the two through two or three o'clock a.m. infomercial on the R&B classic <laughs> compilation, but that's not what it was. You know what I'm saying? Even even you know our vocal queen Whitney Houston was more of a pop artist than she was oh, an R&B and, artist, and, right? But, and, but to your point, she was not liked initially mm-hmm. by the or wasn't embraced by the black artists. I think there was even a story where she was at like a black award show and the the, the folks just booed her because it was like. This is black girl trying to act white. I want to dance with somebody type stuff. So, mm-hmm. And we grew to love. And the reason why I we brought did. up Prince specifically, because Lizzo has roots in Minnesota. She's mm-hmm. cited Prince as an influence. You can mm-hmm. even hear in some of like her intros with the guitar licks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Prince and, and Prince gives us that. Like Little Red Corvette ain't no, I mean, it's a black uh. song, but it's not your, when you think of R&B, you're not thinking of that. No, you know what I'm saying? No, um, you're not I, even I thinking of 1999 when you think of like R&B. Um, you know what I'm saying? But Prince was unashamedly things. black. Mm-hmm. Uh, he produced his music and people fell in love with it. And I think that's that's why for me, Brian, mm-hmm. it is more of a relating her her image over her music because there's really no expert because we've embraced this type of sound and music before, even with Bruno Mars, who ain't even you know. Who don't come from two black parents? I won't say they ain't black, right? You're the first <laughs> color. Um, but you know what I'm saying? But we embrace it. Mm-hmm. We embrace we this type of music. Yeah. And with Lizzo being such a star, star that she is, there should be no questions about whether or not she makes music for us. She's one of us. She makes music for us. Period. Mm-hmm. White folk might like it, but she made music for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, 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 and I would never, I would, and we talked about this last week. Lizzo is for the culture. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because the other folks like gravitate toward it doesn't mean that she, you know, neglects the culture. Lizzo is for the culture. 
Mm-hmm. She can't control who listens to me. I mean, Travis Scott got a bunch of white fans. Mm-hmm. But Travis Scott is Travis Scott. You know what I'm saying? He's still mm-hmm. no less Travis Scott right. and who he is. Um, right. But anyway, um, speaking about, you know, these terrible things in life, life also can come at you fast. Silento, mm-hmm. the Whip and Nay Nay singer, has been indicted by a Georgia grand jury for the shooting death of his cousin. He oh, shot his God. cousin in the street in DeKalb County um, earlier oh, this gosh. year. And he was arrested in February uh, for the alleged murder. Uh, his representatives have cited a series of other crimes leading up to this, including a domestic violence charge that happened in your home state of California. And Silento's people say that he has a strong history of mental health issues. Now, I am not going to downplay you know, mental illnesses because that's not mm-hmm. my place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like that's always the convenient excuse or yeah. rationale when something mm-hmm. happens, they will, you know, they were suffering and he very well may have. Um, but you know, I think the facts are still the facts that you, you shot your cousin for whatever reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the scene. And now, you know, you know, this this young rapper, this young person, black man, he just said and put it into those terms, um, is gonna lose the rest of his life in jail because he didn't have strong community or he didn't have access to the resources that would have helped with the alleged mm-hmm. mental health issues. Yeah. Um, just sad all around. It is sad. Two black people losing their lives. Cause even though, you know, Going to jail, you're losing your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, to be honest, like, for especially for a considerable amount of time, you're losing your life. Oh, yeah. This He's not actually... getting out anytime soon. Yeah. So, you know, and, and think about that. Different families are, are you know, just, it's just sad. It's sad. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, something else that was also sad to me is that um, the song of the summer, We As Kid, has been colonized by Justin Bieber. Not mm. excited about the remix at all. <laughs> uh, it is clearly the summer anthem, and it continues to amplify Afrobeats to the mainstream uh, music mm-hmm. scene. But what I don't understand, Brian, is that out of all of the black people that are in the industry, the, the black Americans, out of all of the artists that have African heritage, mm-hmm. Jay Denna, Roll Timmy, all the people. <laughs> not only did you choose a white person, mm. but you went and chose the whitest of whites, the one who made a fake album about justice with Martin Luther King interludes. You chose Justin Bieber mm. to come on. I ain't listened to it because I refuse to give that remix any traction. <laughs> I refuse, Brian. There were so many people. I would rather you brought John B out of retirement before oh, you B. go get um, Justin Bieber. I would rather you go get uh, what's his name, um, Robin Thick. Robin Thick, right? <laughs> out of wherever he is after that divorce, he divorced that woman. He just disappeared, right? I rather him come out of retirement. I re- no, no, I don't because. Justin Timberlake is one and the same. Some about them white Justins, <laughs> they're one and the same. Um, but he but that was he in the woods somewhere. This listen in the woods trying to figure out you know how to make his next black classic song with Timberland. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like there were so many other uh, amazing black artists that could have been on because this song is a vibe. It is just it has been my summer song. Sometimes it gets me hyped. Sometimes it calms me down. Sometimes I just vibe to it. Uh, Essence is just a song and it's been ruined by the likes of Justin. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I don't like it. How do you I feel don't about like it? Um, have you I think, have you heard, did you hear the song, the remix? I heard the song. And it's another situation where I um again. Oh, like, so you don't song, like Essence? 
No, 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 no. What I'm saying is okay. I I didn't know Justin Timberlake was on a song until I scrolled through and then I saw him dancing on the beach and I was like, okay, wait a Martin Luther King minute. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so I, I did give it some traction. I gave it a listen. So I, ain't, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> I'm not streaming that. You're not getting my fourth of a penny. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. Lastly, on the billboard before we get into this epic episode. Um, if you don't know by now, the Jigsaw Podcast. Yeah, go ahead. Finish Sorry. it. Finish it. Finish it. I enjoyed if that. You don't know go back up to that original me. octave. Go back up. Don't do that. Commit. Commit. <laughs> I it in me. If you there you were. If okay. you there you were. If you don't know. Oh, you change keys. It's okay. It's okay. Where, where, where's my note? Where's my stay note? Stay there, stay there. <laughs> Uh-huh. I just felt that in my uh-huh. Yes, yes. So if you don't know about it now, the Jigsaw Podcast is a Dion Warwick stan account. We do. We do. <laughs> okay. And recently the woman of God had this to say via Twitter. She said, <laughs> It is so wonderful that so many of you have supported Britney. I've just heard the news. Wonderful things can happen when we stand together, but not too close because I've just learned that some of you do not bathe. <laughs> Okay, okay, can you do that voice again? You kind of sounded like Maya Angelou. I did. They give me similar tees. It says, It's so wonderful that so many of you have supported Britney. I just heard the news. Wonderful things can happen when we stand together, but not too close because I have just learned that some of you do not beg. <laughs> That is Dionne Warwick. <laughs> the shade of it all. She sounds like that because she smokes a four packs of cigarettes today. She does. Um, but she's, te- she's sick of you white people coming out on national television and exclaiming the ways in which you do not bathe. Brian, maybe we need a- another episode on the process. We, we did a whole male grooming episode. We maybe we just did. need a grooming episode. We maybe we need an epidemiologist. Them the people that talk about the science and the diseases, they talk about. <laughs> You know, I know they're busy with COVID, but maybe they can come talk about all the bacteria that is on your nutsack and between your vaginal walls when you don't mm-hmm. clean well. Okay. Right. And then y'all mm-hmm. having sex with each other, just transferring right. of Transfer. bacteria and dirt. You got Nasty. yeast infections and UTIs. Oh. And... Then you don't use, you already don't use washcloths. You don't Mm-mm. wash your legs. What is it that we else, we don't want to know any more of the things. Right. Because if you clean your, Certain areas, then mm-hmm. it rolls down to your legs. So if you don't clean your backside, your behind, uh, or if you do clean your behind, then it means that it, the water goes down to, on your legs or mm-hmm. however that works. However it, that works, it's just the word the the, the 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 water flows down. So if you don't clean your legs after you clean other body parts, then that means all the stuff that was on the other places is now on your legs. So you got to like y'all just standing in there rinsing. Or don't even go in there at all. Mm-mm. You're nasty. Well, if you don't have a washcloth, then what do you go? You just use the fingers. They just they hand. They that's what they do. And, but but your butthole though. Yeah, they're probably sticking their finger up their butt and wash. If they do that, if 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 was what did Overton what did <laughs> Overton Wakefield Jones say on on Living Singer? You might not know this quote because if, if was a fifth, we would all be drunk. Listen, go ahead, Brian. <laughs> go ahead, because he said it. I know the things. He said if if was a fifth, we all be drunk. Okay, and that's what I'm saying. And you know they they not in there. But anyway, that concludes the billboard because I'm sick of y'all. I'm ready to talk about my girl Dana, not Owens. 
Houghton. Okay, we're going to get into it. Um, so grab your drink, grab your bandana, grab your overalls and all of the things. And let's get ready to go to the living room and do what this this tribute episode that is so eloquently titled mm. A Song for Dana. A Song for Dana. You ready, Brian? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> What's going on, good people? We are yep. back um, mm-hmm. in the living room, and I am so excited because um, just, you know, on the week that the Lord would allow me, you know, to EP this episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it also happens to be the time where the uh, official announcement let us know that Aaliyah's, mu- Aaliyah's music will be dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, the first part of the drop will happen this Friday. So if you listen to this when it comes out on this debut night or debut day, rather, uh, which is Thursday the 19th, on Friday the 20th. Mm-hmm. One in a million will hit streaming platforms, specifically Spotify. Oh, now, I don't know if it's going to be on Apple and Tidal and the places, but we know it's going to be on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have Spotify, whether you got whether you are saved and sanctified and you got an Apple or you still backsliding and you got an Android, we <laughs> all have access to Spotify. We do. Download it. Let's run them numbers up. Let's support our girl. Gotcha. Uh, and, you know, Brian and I, are, while this is also – a Dion Warwick stand account. This is also an Aaliyah stand account. And we just mm-hmm. was like, if the music is coming out, then we got to reminisce and go down memory lane. And mm-hmm. we know that the podcast is all about how we navigate life. So we talk about a lot of serious things. We do. And think through. But also, this was a part of us. Because we also say this is how black millennials navigate life, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't no millennial hood without Aaliyah. It was okay. It just your your childhood didn't exist. Okay, that was mm-hmm. a part of who we were and how we grew up. All right. So because of that, here we mm-hmm. are. We are talking about it. It's been over two decades yep. almost since we've been able to hear her music. Unless you've gone to YouTube or you still got your CDs. Um, here is a few things that will not be happening in this conversation. Right. Okay. One of the things that will not be happening, Brian, is that we will not be discussing the gentleman who um. Yeah, raped and abused and took advantage mm-hmm. of Aaliyah at a very young age. Not, not happening. Okay, mm-hmm. we're not talking about that. We're also, while we acknowledge what her cousin or uncle is doing in terms of dropping it, what mm-hmm. we will not be doing is discussing him, um, who one, did not protect Aaliyah from said mm-hmm. person, but mm-hmm. also hoarded this music and now wants to release it for some type of capital gain because he's looking to support some new artists and get some money because he squandered all of his money over the years. So those mm-hmm. things will not be happening. We would not be doing a surviving R. Kelly episode. We would Mm-mm. not be talking about child molestation and <clears throat> underage marriages and you know um, and all and, and the different types of rapes and categories. We're not doing that. Okay. Mm-mm. We are celebrating the artist, the icon, the legend of um Dana, aka Aaliyah. And um, so before we get into all the great stuff, let's just mm-hmm. get it out the way. Cause I didn't want to end the conversation on a sad note. Okay. We remember the tragic day. Oh, I remembered. All right. So let's let's take us back. Let's go back to that day. Brian, where were you? What were you doing? Oh. I okay, so three days in life. I, I I'm always four days in life, I'm always gonna remember. The day Tupac died, the day Aaliyah died, the day Kobe died, and the day Chad Chadwick Boseman died. Oh four see. people. See now, I thought you was gonna say the day you got saved. Oh, <laughs> oh that's, that's what, what I was trying to That's yes. why I was ready. <laughs> 
<laughs> the day I found the Lord. Yes, I, I know that day too. On a Friday night <laughs> in Riverside, California, my, at, my, my, at my, Life my. Church, Ooh, Church of God, Ron Ooh. Gibson, <laughs> Ron Gibson Church, mustache. Mm. Um, I remember that, that night. Like salvation of California can say one preachers of LA. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so I, I was, I was, I was, I was sitting at my mom's house. This I was still like a teenager, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting at my mom's house. I was eating a taco. I was eating tacos, watching MTV. And I saw the, it was like breaking, you know, MPP said that, breaking news. It said, yep. Aaliyah is dead. And I'm like, what? And I literally, this is no lie. And anybody can tell you this, I'm, I'm an Aaliyah stan. I was Aaliyah stan. I swore for God, you know, that I was going to marry that woman at some point in my life. I just knew it without a shadow of a doubt. Listen. We were going to cross paths one day and she was going to say, Brian, I love you. Um, so I was eating the taco. I put the taco in the in a in a in a container, mm-hmm. and I like put it in a Tupperware thing, and I put it in the freezer. <laughs> For I, <what>? said, <laughs> I said I'm gonna remember this day for as long as I can, and I was gonna bring, I was gonna take it out a year later. I don't know, I don't know what I was. Thinking. It made sense then. <laughs> it made sense. It made sense to young Brian. When you're, when you're grieving, you just do random stuff. I, oh, so you had to be like what, sixteen ish? Maybe. Um, what was it, 2001? Mm-hmm. It was 2001? Yeah, yeah. I was In 2001, I was probably like 16. Yep. Yeah, cause I, yeah because I remember I was in seventh grade, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 12. That makes sense. We're four years apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to make sure my math was right. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to... It wasn't ageism this time. Not this time. I just want to make sure time. that my, my, my math made sense. But yeah, I was... Um, I was... Um, I think I was at home, too. Mm-hmm. Um, watching, you know, the TRL or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and you got the breaking news. And literally the next day, bro, in homeroom, mm-hmm. that's what we discussed. Aaliyah's yeah. death. And it, it was, it was <laughs> a like thing, Even man. the teacher was like, mm-hmm. we're talking about the thing. So I'll never forget it. Then I remember the long tributes that, like, 106 in Park was like the mm-hmm. whole, like, I think BET shut down programming the next day. Like, yeah, it, they it was didn't even do They didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just all Aaliyah, and it was so. It, I think it was so sad because it was a number of reasons. She was so young; she was at the mm-hmm. height of her career. Oh yeah, she I was. Mean, she was elevated. The height. Mm-hmm. Um, about to drop a brand new album. Had a great song, "Rock the Boat," that was killing the rate the, the radio mm-hmm. at the time. Um, it was about to be in a, yeah, a Matrix and yeah, all busting out all of her movies. Like she was doing all the things with movies. She was turned to this great actress, and mm-hmm. she was just the superstar uh, for yes. black pop slash R and B. She like what we know Beyonce is today. That's what Aaliyah was for us. Right before she died, and I felt like mm-hmm. she could have continued to. Ascend. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, uh, but we'll 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 talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely remember it, uh, and just could, and just could not believe like you're like this ain't true. They mm-hmm. gonna find. They gonna you know they gonna they gonna revive her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just trying yeah, yeah. to think about well, why they put all their luggage on that plane? Like I was just. Oh, I was thinking all the things. All like, the, why what, would y'all what, do everything? This? Came out like why? Like y'all could have y'all could have done something else. Y'all could have done this. Y'all could have exactly. You know, it was all the, the stuff. It was like. It didn't. It it was like trying to find one ways to bring her back. Yes. Two of trying to find ways of like whose fault it was mm-hmm. and like why and why would happen? they do that? Yeah. Why would they do that? Because like I think the drift between this and Left Eye was that while Left Eye was tragic too, mm-hmm. and it kind of resonated with the community in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Left Eye was in a car accident. So yes. while it was shocking, it's like, you know, so there's really no, like to your point, there's not a whole lot of rationale and like we could have mm-hmm. done this differently. Like it was a 
unfortunately a car accident and sometimes car accidents become fatal in this particular mm-hmm. case like it was like the the plane was like it couldn't handle yeah. what was on it you know you right. know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. it's just and like y'all was, tried to force something to happen that yeah couldn't, that and it's like happen. you know it's and i know we can't take it back but like in that moment it was just it just didn't make sense and there were so no, many questions as to as to why but you know if there's anybody who's not familiar with Aliyah, if you're that young then you know that's the story uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can Google it. You can find it and mm-hmm. all the ways in which she was celebrated. I'm sure there are YouTube videos and clips and all the things that, you know, all the other tributes that were out there. So now that we got the sad part about the way. Yeah. Because I, too, uh, we were going to be, um, you know, they call them sister wives. We're going to be brother husbands we, because we I, too, <laughs> <laughs> had plans <laughs> on marrying Aliyah and giving her five children. <laughs> uh, when I was young, I, five was just my number. I wanted a big family. Now that I have these two no living soldiers, I, had a, I was a very ignorant person. But I got one. That would stay right here. <laughs> you know, and but anyway, so I, I was definitely going to marry her. I loved her. I used to open up the one in a million CD leaflet and just, just look at it. Because, you know, they, just, they, just they, they put it. lyrics and pictures back in the back in the day. They did. The whole photo shoot was in there. Um, so fine she was. And just so seemed fun. like an amazing person. But, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's just go here. What did you love most about Alia? Oh, I, I loved the fact that she was a tomboy, but okay. was like sexy. You, you know, the, okay. <clears throat> oversized clothes. Like Escape? She was giving you candy beers, <laughs> teeth? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> As you hear, she's drinking his tea with. <laughs> Being messy, um, no, that no, no, thank you, um, no disrespect, candy, yeah, I like candy now. So, um, but it's to to your point. Back in that, <laughs> back in that day, you know, women wore oversized clothes. It was like the tomboy era, but she like other than like her little midriff that she would show, she didn't really show a lot of skin. It wasn't she wasn't wearing dresses. It wasn't that was really a lot later in her career. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't the most like in terms of like appearance. Feminine, I guess if you were to, and this is, you know, don't kill me because you're kind of comparing a white girl to a black woman. Like those that like Billie Eilish, right? Billie Eilish, um, she just wears the oversized clothing, the in the sex appeal kind of thing is, you know, but just using that as an, an example. So she wore, to Billie me, Billie Eilish is also unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> um, we gonna forgive thing, you for that, but go ahead. The, the clothing. I'm talking about the clothing. Okay, so, go ahead. <laughs> But the idea, but the thing is, like she was, she was, I guess, and this is gonna sound where she was masculine presenting in terms of her clothing. Sure, but she had like a, uh, like a sex appeal to her, to where it was like I don't have to like show my skin, mm-hmm. but like I'm giving y'all all this, all this sensuality, but it wasn't like sexual, you know? It, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, no, no, it was no, weird. I get it. You know, I get it. it. I was definitely, you know able to witness what you're talking about and it's kind of hard to put in words um yeah i get it because i mean there was an error too because mary j did it you know mm-hmm. i know we tried you know i tried to shade escape but you know they all had those tomboy faces mm-hmm. tlc everybody but like to right. your point there was something about alias that made it like oh this mm. is the-. and then i think because when she first came out she was also a teenager mm-hmm. so like for us who were preteens. She, I think she resonated differently mm-hmm. with us because escaping all and while they were young, by the time we really got into their music, they was grown. Mm-hmm. Grown. Uh, but Aaliyah was still like 17, 18. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so if she felt reachable too. 
So I think oh, yeah. that I think that made the difference in her her sexual. I think that's one of the things I loved about Aaliyah uh, was not so much the whole tomboyish thing, but just like the girl next door. But yeah, it was a, yeah, but yeah, for yeah. me, I think that's still new ones because she didn't always. She came off as a good girl, but she came off as as you would hear in some of her lyrics, like the good girl who was about it and was yeah. with it. You know what I'm saying? Like she was. I don't know. She was just that effervescent, but still had the like the the vibe, the hip hop vibe. Like I don't know. She was like the total package. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and to your point, like as far as the the like, and no, this is gonna sound real bad, but like the the lady in the street, like the freaking the sheets kind of thing. Like the like, I'm not about to just be out here just showing all my body, but sure. just know if I let you in 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 certain spaces, in intimate places. It's gonna be a thing, right? She you know what I'm saying? Ha- she did have that vibe. She did have that, yeah. vibe. and that's what um, I loved about her in my little preteen crush days as well. She was yeah. just like, she, again, she felt like, although she was way out of my league and way out of reach, <laughs> she Bruh. felt like she, you know what I'm saying? She like, and that's, and that's what they kind of even like when they talk about presidents. You want to elect someone that you feel like you can have a beer or have coffee with. That's mm-hmm. what Aaliyah did to me as a fan. I felt like if I ever saw her, we could sit down and have, we could go on a date. She made yeah. that seem real, <laughs> and it wasn't yeah, real. Like, yeah, she, she would. She would if real. you saw her, she would hug you and be like, "Hey, baby, how are you doing?" <laughs> and she right. would like flirt with you a little bit to like get your confidence up and make you feel like you actually had a shot, even though you didn't have one. I feel like she would talk to you like you did have a shot, Most knowing good and well you had not one. No you shot probably did not have a shot, right? <laughs> you probably did not have a shot. So outside of what we what we admired as fans, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? What was your favorite um, Aaliyah? album out of the four. Oh, um one of the millions. It's it's I guess that's the one that kind of stole my heart. So yes, it has absolutely. a it has a space in it like one in a million um is a song out of you know we'll probably talk about that a little bit later but one in a million is that album was a it was a quality album and there was an album before then but I <clears throat> excuse me I feel like the one in a million was kind of like the breakthrough album. It was mm-hmm. the I'm here I'm an adult I'm giving you all the things, right? Yes. Um. Uh. The the photo, like the photo shoot, the lyrics, the like. I had the physical copy of the CD. Yes, me too. And you know, reading the liner notes and it's all that kind of stuff. It's in my mama house somewhere. <laughs> so that one, and then the you know, yeah, we will talk about other stuff, but yeah, one of the main is is at the top of my list of albums that she has. Ditto. How about you. I- I don't have anything to add. One in a million. It's a sophomore album. That's the thing. Most people's sophomore albums suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the one I think, like you said, she came into her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a solid, a solid piece of music. Um, so if that was your favorite album, what was your what mm-hmm. is your favorite Aliyah song? Uh, it's one that I don't think people really mm-hmm. um it's the um how could the one I gave my heart? Because the thing is, she's commit. Come on, <laughs> I'm not gonna commit tonight. <laughs> but but to my point though. So we know Aaliyah. Just being completely honest, we're stands. She was no vocalist. Like she's oh, no. not. She's not the Whitney Houston's. Of you know, she mm-hmm. wasn't like she wasn't terrible, but she wasn't out here giving no, us no, no. just vocals, right? Yeah. No, you know. But I feel like on that song, she like stretched and gave us like good voice for sure. Um, real good voice, and she sang. That song hard, um, and I I love it. It's a um, yeah, that's the one. It's a it's a good one. Okay, what about you? My favorite song is actually not on the One in a Million album, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm just going to do this. 
Mm-hmm. Boy, won't you pick me up at the park right now? Oh, that's now, a good one. Dr. Doolittle's sound check. While one, sleep, 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 sleep. I'll be waiting there with my trench, my locks, my hat, just so <laughs> I'm low-key. If you tell the world, don't speak, you know that we'll be weak. Oh, boy, see, I'm trusting you with my heart, huh. my, soul. my soul. I probably, I probably shouldn't let you know. If I if I let you go, you can't tell nobody. Don't talk about nobody. Are you responsible? I'm gonna watch my pie. No, I'm just anybody. Boom, boom. Is it my goal? Is it your goal? Sometimes I'm good, good. Right now, right now, right now. Right now. Say yes or say no, cause I really need somebody. Tell me you're that somebody, baby, baby girl. girl. <laughs> I'm the man from the big VA. Big VA. And I started thinking that's my favorite verse. <laughs> she said, "Won't you pick me up from the park right now?" Everyone sleep, sleep, sleep. Okay. Listen, she was about that life. She was about the life. She said, and then what I loved about it was she said, I ain't got time for no playful little F boys. I, 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 are you gonna keep this on the low? Do you know who I am? I am <laughs> yeah, Aaliyah. Okay. I, right. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm, I'm feeling you. So, but if I let you know. <laughs> Okay, that is my song. It's, that is a message in that song. I'll it's a break sneaky down link class. It is. Listen, I will break down <laughs> everything that it means to me in a later episode. That's my favorite, <laughs> favorite Aaliyah song. And, I, and speaking to the terms where you know she started to kind of step more into her own, like you said, she mm-hmm. didn't dress. That's when I think at the end, she yeah, in the video. From the 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 kind of baggy pants into the like the dress with the splits up and did like the mm-hmm. whole dancing with the fan and was and mm-hmm. was switching like this is going into the rock the boat era you know what I'm oh, saying so like Lord, she was goes. really coming in, you know what I'm saying she was really coming was. to her own and that's when I I, I was really old enough because when mm-hmm. one of the music came out was '96 I was like seven mm-hmm. I remember the album of course but like. That I think the Aliyah self-titled and like the Doctor Doolittle soundtrack, all that mm-hmm. was really when I was old enough to really kind of appreciate mm-hmm. the music because even though that was a sneaky leak song and I did not understand all the lyrics at the time, mm-hmm. I felt like I was still I was starting to relate more mm-hmm. to R and B and you know the type mm-hmm. of music that she that she has. So that's that is my all time favorite song. What is yeah, your all time favorite video? Uh, it's because you know Aaliyah was in the age of videos. She was in the age of videos, and she had great videos. Um, this is weird. Okay, so this is tough because it's a toss up between her. It's a, really her her last videos, like the videos came out after she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, like Rock the Boat. There's this, and this is just strictly off of the aesthetics. Um, she has like this orange top with this like floral dress and she's just on the beach at, at one of the scenes and then she's just her hair is curly she's like super stunning mm-hmm. so that's like um just beautiful um but then also it's a, it's a sleeper one more than a woman like more than a woman mm-hmm. more than where she is like the biker theme where she's inside the motorcycle with the pistons and everything going and yeah this, the look was real it was real like kind of dark and um she had the the eyeliner it was just a, a beautiful look so it's really just because of just the level of I think again, and I'm I'm a I'm a teenager, so I'm like 16, mm-hmm. and I'm like <clears throat> you're like okay, like, nigga, I will risk everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like for this woman, um, 
Yeah, so those, uh, so yeah, I would say more than I'm on one, but uh, Rock the Boat was definitely a, uh, I'm in love. Like, just, you know. No, that's fair. Rock the Boat gave me real public access tees, though. I'm not going to even, I'm not going to front you. They were, it, I mean, because maybe the camera quality wasn't as good as it is today, but back then, you just on this boat dancing and rocking. I just, the video, she was beautiful, but the video, Brian, was, <laughs> it, get it, off it was, that boat. <laughs> but I think there was one where she was like on a green screen, and it was real, it was real, like, just. Yeah. It was real sus. Not my video, but, but sure. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna write on your prey. I get what you're saying about the wet and wavy and mm-hmm. all the things. My favorite Aaliyah video um, was one that I think was a little bit um, like futuristic. Was um, "Try Again." Um, it just had all the elements. And she was all like a lot oh. of choreography and yeah. Um, that's from you know. the Roman Must Die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Off and try again. yeah, it was real cute too. She was cute in that one too. She had like this black dress thing mm-hmm. at one point. Was there. Da, 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 da. Yes, that was a, that was that was one of my favorite ones. Only because I just think in terms of quality, um, and just like the uh, what's the word I want to thought the, the themes behind it was just like dope. Yeah. In terms of yeah, yeah. a video, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but okay, great things about Aaliyah and her music and things like that. So let's talk about Aaliyah and culture. What mm-hmm. artists today clearly remind you of the late great Aaliyah? Uh, well, let me go back, and I don't know if she, she's not today, but I'm gonna go back at first. When Aaliyah first passed away, okay, like the first person that came on that would, would try to get that, not get the spot, because yeah, there was no way you can replace. But sure, um, I think Sierra came in and tried to be like, oh, well, that spot is open in terms of like I can't really sing that well. But I'm gonna give you these these ones and twos and these this eight count. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give you a hard eight count, um, and I'm gonna work with Missy, and I'm you know I'm gonna do all the things that I can do potentially to sure. try to get that audience. Um, but in terms of that, I can see like the it's tough because there's like most of the girls nowadays, like the Tanashes of the world, who do like the choreography and wear similar clothing. Um, who else? There are even though her is like mad musician, she's a musician. You can kind of see some of the like the clothing choices. I feel like oh yeah, absolutely are a little inspired. Um, even with the modesty of it all, like her isn't out here just twerking and mm-hmm. just showing all kind of flesh, right? Mm. Um, and we're not opposed to twerking. It's no, just I'm that not opposed not to twerking. Doing it. <laughs> they're just not doing it, right? In yeah. um, I'm definitely not opposed to twerking. Um, but those those people I'm probably thinking right now offhand. Um, yeah, when when I was thinking about it, it was kind of hard even thinking through someone who uh, would be most comfortable in terms of like I think the look. I mm-hmm. kind of see LMA. Oh, okay. Just in terms of presentation, mm-hmm. and even a little bit, I I think you know she's a British artist, but I feel like we'll get to this later for sure. If Aaliyah was making music, I feel like it would be in that vein that LMA's kind of in. Um, yeah, because like yeah. I mean, cause think about LMA's music. It's very like it's not when you think about Aaliyah, it was it was love. It it wasn't well, a lot of women in R and B don't sex it up like the men in R and B. So let's start mm-hmm. here. But LMA also isn't Destiny's Child, but also isn't like you her and Jasmine Sullivan, but also ain't jasmine sullivan or anything like that she's mm-hmm. in that specific lane of like what Aaliyah was doing 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, kind of, and again, Beyonce is her own kind of anomaly. But I right. think those women are different because they're not. You can't just put them in this one box of R and B or pop because mm-hmm. they kind of do it all. And I feel like Aaliyah would have kind of been in that space of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe venturing out and doing a rap verse at some point. But right. really, giving us when it term, when it comes to music today, I feel like booed like a booed up or don't trip would have definitely been an Aaliyah type song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense because like LMA's not giving us like strong ballads. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah. giving us little bops. Mm-hmm. She's giving us, you know, a song that makes you feel good. Yeah, uh, and that's what Aaliyah gave. She gave us yeah. strong, memorable songs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they were consistent. And like while LMA only has just one official album, like that album, outside of those darn interludes, that album rocks from top yeah. to bottom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I definitely see her influence in in LMA um, mm-hmm. and definitely within fashion and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that takes mm-hmm. us to um, hype the hypotheticals, the if, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. Aaliyah was still with us today, what collaboration, this is from specifically from the past, right? So mm-hmm. what collaboration do you wish would have happened with artists who were out at the time she was alive? Uh, I think it would have been a great, because think about this. Um, Aaliyah was at the, the hype. She was, you know, up there. Mm-hmm. And Beyonce was still bubbling. When Beyonce like just did her solo thing when, when I, Aaliyah it, passed? It, it, I think it, it was made, about to. I think she was about to. Let's okay. see. I remember there was this actually on the MTV Awards, like they had Beyonce Working the red carpet, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, and, yeah. She was still just the leader of Destiny Child at that point. Yeah, so I think that would have been great because then at that point Beyonce was she was ascending. Mm-hmm. That would have been a great um, song, but then again, I don't know if their styles would have meshed. Um, I mean, Beyonce did a song with Shakira. <laughs> true. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Dangerous um, Love came out in two thousand three. Okay, yeah. So Beyonce was ascending. She mm-hmm. was a, like she was about to get her solo joint. Um, Aaliyah passed away in two thousand and one, so two years later. So, um, so she was so, still at the. So Beyonce was at the height of Destiny's Child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that would have been a great collaboration for sure. I think, in my opinion, um, I don't know if they had a song, and I may be wrong. I should. I should probably should have googled this, but like an Usher Aaliyah collaboration. I feel been like great. I feel like that might be a thing. Let's see. Let's see, Aaliyah. That might it sounds like it's a song. Mm. I don't know. Um, no, no. There's a lot of like mashups and stuff that people tried to do, but they didn't have. Okay, yeah. So that would have been a good one because at the time, think about it. In 2001, Usher came out 8701. Mm-hmm. Um, so Usher was in his bag. 8701, mm-hmm. My Way was already a great album. Then 8701 came out. Um, so that would have been a good, good. Um, Good collaboration because Usher was at he he ran R and B for a good for a long time good time. Mm-hmm. Um, she already did the hip hop joints with like you know the DMX but you know all that sure. kind of stuff. So, um, I think Mary J would have all you know I like Mary J. That would have been a good one. That would have mm-hmm. been a really a, 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 um like I don't know what it would have sounded like. Yeah. Um, but definitely I would have loved to hear Aaliyah and like a Lil Kim. 
like some mm-hmm. kind of rap, like mm-hmm. women, you know, kind of like what we mm-hmm. what we've seen with Nikki and Beyonce and like some of the other things right. that we're seeing today. Uh, I would have loved to have seen her with the, you know, some of the rap art, women rap artists of the outside of Missy. Definitely right. look Kim Foxy um, to kind of figure out maybe what that kind of feature kind of on the chorus kind of sound was like with a woman rapper uh, for yeah. sure. Um, Definitely would have loved doing some research right now. I'm trying to make sure I'm thinking because I'm like, so I'm thinking like the Neo Soul era like started what, 98-ish? Was that like 98? I don't know that it, well, when did, when did I Just Want to Sing come out? Because uh, that's yeah. what really catapulted it for real, for yeah, real. Cause, yeah, because I'm thinking like, when did Brown Sugar come out? Brown Sugar came out in 97? Yeah, but the brown sugar, but like D'Angelo and Erica Badu are also above, the, like uh, above the like neo soul wave. Okay, because that neo soul wave was like oh five to like oh nine, because that's when music was out heavy. Uh, Anthony Hamilton, Angie Stone, Jill oh, so Scott. So it was like the it was, it was when neo soul was actually like classified classified as, as yeah. But like yeah. when you tell, if you go, if you want to go far back, then of course you got Baduism and Brown Sugar mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. and Bilal, <laughs> yeah, um, and all of them people. But like when you talking about like the actual neo soul era, now granted, an Aaliyah D'Angelo kind of collaboration for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, again, don't know what these things would have sounded like, but with some of these major artists of that day and time. Mm-hmm. Um, would have loved to see it. Like, oh, and I think um, even though Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson's song is classic, I think Aaliyah's mm-hmm. voice on that type of song, mm-hmm. because Janet oh, also yeah. has kind of like that light, airy thing, right? So I think mm-hmm. that would have been something dope to like dope to see a witness to that type yeah. of co- that type of collab. I think what I would have loved to see is like a dance hall, mm. like a good dance hall type. What? Oh, I'm just thinking, Ali and Outkast. Oh, like her and specifically Andre, like whatever oh, that yeah. would have looked like or sounded like oh, with yeah. her on a chorus. Like, oh, mm-hmm. bro, a yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know, I would have, I would have loved to see her progress through different eras of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Absolutely. It would have been fun to see. It would have been super fun to see. So on the mm-hmm. converse, right? So her uncle, we're not going to go into those details, but he's mm-hmm. trying to put out an um, album post-death. I struggle with the word posthumously, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah I, I struggle with that word. The English language is so dumb. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, um, they're trying to do an album that like mm-hmm. unreleased songs with like Future and Chris Brown oh, and things gosh. like that, which I think, leave it alone, mm-hmm. but it is worth a conversation to say, all right, if she was alive, if hypothetically, yeah, yeah. right? Because um, we're not going to desecrate her legacy by putting out music that she didn't even sign off on. But right. if she was alive, Brian, who would you want? I mean, because she does have the sample song with Chris Brown, which mm-hmm. I really like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like that song. I don't think that's one of that's one of Chris Brown's decrates don't get enough recognition. And maybe mm-hmm. because it is a controversy of whatever, but that's a song. Mm-hmm. Um but so I would like to have seen more of that for sure. But who else mm-hmm. around this time would you have liked to see Aaliyah work with? Uh, my new favorite artist, Drake. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's going to be on this new album anyway. Yeah. So, but my my new favorite artist. Uh, yeah. He's not my favorite artist, but I just actually listen to his music for real, and mm-hmm. then I just I listen to him every day now. <laughs> um, but I think you know, top of the list. Give me Drake and Aaliyah. It would have been a freaking 
smash. Mm-hmm. Chris Brown, Chris Brown could make music with anybody. I'm convinced. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to think like what who would who would work together? Like what? It sounds and people probably don't really know his music like that, but I think a BJ Chicago Kid song with Aaliyah would be great. Uh, I think Chance the Rapper with Aaliyah would be great. Oh my God, get out of my head. <laughs> Chano and Aaliyah. Yeah, yes. I think that would be uh I think that would be a a hit. Um I think because she had a lot of like masculine energy, I think her pairing with men would be like some great music. Mm-hmm. Um some of the rappers of our time would be great. I think Ali and Wale would be something magical. Mm-hmm. Um Anderson Pack would be like something magical. I'd be uh, interested to hear th- that. Yeah, I think that would be something like Great, cause I think it will be the, I think the live instrumentation of Anderson Pack, and then like she adds that that like, you know, voice to it. Yeah. Um, mm, that's even, what I have so far. Even though she was already out, I would have loved to have her and Aaliyah and Mary J. Blige, kind of like the queen and princess mm-hmm. of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would have been a dope like collab. Yeah. Um, definitely. Nikki and Aaliyah, Meg oh. and Aaliyah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Figuring out what that looks and sounds like. Um, yeah, I think you're right. You named some of the... I wouldn't... Even though Future supposed to be on this new album, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I don't see I don't see that I don't see that matchup. Yeah. I don't see... I think, if anything, that's like a... Oh, Future is Future. He's always going to be hot. Mm-hmm. So let's just... Let's just throw him in there. Just throw him on there. Like. Yeah, but I do think, to your point, some of... Like, especially... Um, what's... Um, What's Kendrick's album? The one with the van, Mad City. Oh, Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City. Great uh, album. Kendrick. Um, Kendrick, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Kendrick Ali, and Ali would, would do well. Again, the sample, like, you know, not to bring, just ain't a Janet Jackson episode, but again, the sample of the Janet Jack on Poetic Justice. Oh. Like, just how they, how that soft voice mm-hmm. in here, like, th- that type of song with Ali's mm-hmm. kind of soft, airy voice would have definitely just been, like, it would have been magic on a track. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely Kendrick, definitely Drake. I agree. Definitely more Chris Brown. Um, um, yeah. yeah. And, and let me go back though. Let me give Future a break because you. So, um, you put Aaliyah on Body Party. I think that's the name of the song that Sierra has. Mm-hmm. You you put Aaliyah on that song, and it and it still would it would have it would have worked. Yeah, it would have. It would have worked. I'm just disinterested. Um, I'm still just interested on just what that would have been like. Yeah. In general. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, definitely. I'm trying to think through. You said Chance. You took that right out of my mouth. Um, some of the other rappers up today, like Moneybag Yo, some of them are a little bit rough, too rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. As, as much as I love them. But um, yeah, I think uh, Akeon Dixon, who is an army artist who I'm, Really, uh, I'm really vibing to these days. Um, maybe, um, what John old John Legend, yeah, old John Legend, not, but, not today, John Legend. But let's well, think about this though, too. Okay, so you put like the vocalist now, not vocalist, but the singers nowadays, sure. like Janae, the Janae Aiko style of that, that melodic, she melancholy. Definitely done, that's a vibe with two chains. Aaliyah yeah, definitely could have done it. <laughs> she could have. She would have rolled. She would have rolled that way. That that lane right now of the that melancholy singing because mm-hmm. you don't need to have mad range to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. It's really just good songs, makes you feel good. It's mm-hmm. a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like I think she could have, she could have, you know, in that that grouping easily, yeah, great. easily, mm. easily could have wrote that way. But enough about the hypotheticals; it's gonna make me sad again. Um, but here's the last one. Mm-hmm. On this podcast, we do not put black women against each other, so there is no mm-hmm. Rihanna versus Beyonce slander unless we're talking mm-hmm. about hypothetical verses that have never happened because neither one of those right. women have the time or capacity to play with us common folk in a verses. Okay, uh, but. However, if you, if Aliyah was alive, do you think she would have continued to ascend to the heights of a Beyonce and Rihanna? No, no, not not versus, but like you know, in that realm. Or do you think, um, it what what happened to like the Brandy and Monicas of the world while they hit this superstardom in the nineties, and then like I think Monica more so than Brandy because Monica mm-hmm. gave us more consistent radio hits mm-hmm. as the times went on. Um, do you think that that kind of would have been Aaliyah's trajectory, especially since she was kind of inching into acting more? And and I'm glad you said that. I think she would have been like Queen Latifah. Mm, good, great comparison. You, well, w- you, with more music. Well, yeah, with more music. Because Queen, Queen Latifah, Latifah only has you and I T Y. Because that was the, even though her tribute on BT was amazing, it was the shortest <laughs> tribute. Uh, I think she would have been. And, and and to your same point, like Will Smith, like you came in in hip hop, mm-hmm. and when you when you leave out, like kids ain't gonna be like, oh, Will Smith is what's a Grammy award winning rapper, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Then I be thinking, oh man, you know, never thinking so, that about William. You're not. You're thinking Fresh Prince. You're thinking all the movies he's been in. And think about this: Fresh Prince was a great show, but people really think about him being like, you know, a movie star. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and you know, and he came in the game winning Grammys, like, and Summertime is one of my favorite songs. Like, it's, it, you know what I mean? Right. So I think she probably would have, if things would have would have went well, she kept going to the direction she went to when she was passing, when she, the album came out, but then she was really going to, I think what was going to happen is the the self-titled album would have came out, would have dropped. And I think she probably would have went on that whole, I want to try this, I want to try this movie thing. Mm-hmm. I want to try this active thing and put all my heart Blood, sweat, and tears into, into, that. into that, and maybe like a fashion line. And so I think, she, you know, then ten years later she came out with a, you know, an album, and then went on tour to just give us what we need, right? I, I, I really do believe that she was going to get in the acting bag and be like, you know, how Rihanna said, "We y'all getting this this Fenty, mm-hmm. and y'all not getting no more music." I think Ali would have been like, y'all getting these this acting, um, and all the other things. Y'all not getting this music anymore. Uh, so I, that was that's my thing. I agree to a certain extent, only because all the examples you gave are really great ones. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah just had more music than all of them. Um, mm-hmm, because yeah, yeah, because Will Smith, like Summertime and stuff, were classic. But he had what Summertime parents just don't understand, and that was really you with it. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to Miami, <laughs> Men in Black. And no. these were all associated <laughs> with movies. And I feel like yep. it was obligated to just put him on the freaking soundtrack. Wild Wild um, West. Ooh, child. Didn't he turn down the Matrix for that? Isn't he that the story? <laughs> exactly. He did. Okay. But anyway, but like, and, and, I, and, and to your point, and to that mm. point, <laughs> rather, mm. I think Aaliyah would have done, she definitely would have been probably on every soundtrack she was a part of. So she would have, yep. but be the reason why I say she would have ascended more in music than, uh, um, the other Dana, Dana Owens, mm-hmm. um, Queen Latifah, and Will Smith is because she just had she had four bodies of work. 
Mm-hmm. That or set, right, Myers. right. That came before her major acting career, and I, I don't think she would have gave us, you know, cult classics like Get Jiggy with It. You know, I just, I just feel like, <laughs> you know, whatever her contributions were to soundtracks would have been really great. I could really see her doing like a um, Black is King type of thing, where she mm. kind of took over, or even what. Kendrick did with Black Panther took over mm-hmm. a soundtrack and kind of mm-hmm. curated. I feel like that would have been more her lane. And to your point, yes, ten years later gave it to her. While I do believe that she would have, we we would be having conversations about her the same ways that we're having about Beyonce and the Hive and Rihanna and the Navy. I I honestly though realistically think her position in music would be similar to that of Mary J. Mm-hmm. Just. Uh, except there would have been a break for acting. I think that's the right. big difference. But I think in terms of consistent music, put out an album today and it's going to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to have the respect. She could literally do anything. We're going to rock with it. because we. I mean, because Mary been making dope music since Mary came out. And <laughs> while her later albums aren't as like iconic as what's the 411 in my life, like mm-hmm. Just Fine, all the other stuff she's done has like, Kill the charts, and I believe, yeah. yeah, and I believe, you know, dancery. Let's get it. Like Mary Dude. kept reinventing herself, and Mary it never it, felt, it never felt lame, it never felt like you know any of the thing. And then she did some great features throughout there. She did the John Legend feature. She was on a song with Music Soul Child and all these other song. people. Great one, one of the great love songs, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe Aaliyah would have definitely been a part of that. And because she's the princess of hip hop and R and B. I think that's why I believe that track would have been very similar mm-hmm. to Mary. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that because Aaliyah was reaching this certain level of superstardom, I think I think her musical career would have been that of Mary's where we would have had consistent songs and she could really do no wrong. But I mm-hmm. think in terms of her 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 cultural impact, we will be discussing her with the likes of Beyonce and Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I think she would have been like the perfect you know, because I still believe Beyonce was going to be Beyonce, regardless of Aaliyah. Yeah, I yeah, still yeah, believe cause... what Rihanna brought, because Rihanna brought to music what Rihanna brought, regardless of Beyonce. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So but I don't two think, different artists. Exactly, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. We're not going to put them women against each other because what those two women did, and even like a Mariah Carey and all these other kind of, but like even I think Aaliyah would have had a similar like Mariah Carey story. Good mm-hmm. songs, consistent songs, like, you know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. 90s songs what we're going to forever rock with, but if mm-hmm. you put something out, we're going to keep rocking, we're going to keep going with right. you. Um, I just feel like Beyonce, Rihanna, all those people who have ascended to certain heights will still be the greatness that they are. Mm-hmm. I just believe Aaliyah will be just an addition to that level of superstardom and that level of fame. Mm-hmm. I don't I think her being alive and making music would have taken away from anything that we have today. If anything, nah. it would have enhanced a lot of what music is. Yeah. yeah. I think she... <clears throat> Her legacy would have been cemented. And the thing is, the thing about the she like in most, she didn't have any competition. Like there was nobody that was like you know. In most times, you can be like, okay, Whitney and Mariah. There was like that thing mm-hmm. there. Same thing with with Marriage of Block. Marriage of Block had no competition. Like there's yeah, nobody you be like what Mary was really doing. No, yeah. and at same at same point, like no one was doing what Ali was doing. Like she was just was what it was, right? And then even though clearly Beyonce and um, Rihanna are two separate artists, two separate two different lanes. They try to put them in the same in the same. So it was, I think Ali would have had her own her own thing because she was just the only person at that time that was doing her for own sure, thing for sure. And the um, women so. who were out during the time, like Brandon Monica, like you did, separate artists. They yeah. were more traditional 
kind of, you know, R that nineties R when we think of classic nineties R and B, we think mm. of them. And when you think of mm. Aaliyah, why she was kind of she was out, you just kind of you you know, you, it's different you, sound. you just it's a different sound. Exactly. Yeah. That Mary J, not Mary J, that that Missy and Timberland sound was just different. It was just different. And the same thing with Mary too, right? That Mary J. Blige sound, while it was R and B, it was it's different. different. There, there's no one. We can do a whole episode on this Mary J. Blige. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like if I said, I think we had an army episode. Like when I first started working, um, and we, I think I said one catalog would be. If I said about one woman catalog would be Erica Badu. Next would be Mary J. Blige for sure. Because you can you can listen to that and like all her songs, features, and everything. Mm-hmm. Give me Mary J. Blige. Yeah, like, that's when Apple Music, the essential playlist, gets it right. Because you really can't go wrong. <laughs> you can't. You can't go wrong. Erica Badu number one. And then if I had to pick somebody else, give me Mary. Mm-hmm. And we gonna ride. You really can't go wrong. Yep. You really can't go wrong. So um, this has been fun. This has been, been fun. You I know, thought I was gonna cry. I ain't cry. You didn't cry. Maybe just to make you cry. Off to college. <laughs> yes, you went away. That's a good one. Straight from high school. You up and left me. We was close, we was close friends. friends. Also lovers. lovers. Did everything for one, one another. another. <laughs> It's been too long and I'm lost without you. What am I gonna do? It'll be missing you, wanting you, wondering if you're the same and who's been with you. It's your host of mine. I wanna cross some time. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Baby, come over. Come over. I love that one. Tank wrote that one. Ooh, another one I love is If Your Girl Only Knew. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. She'll probably leave uh, mm-hmm. uh, you alone. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum. Mm-hmm. She'll probably cash you out and unplug her phone. Bum, bum. I bet she'd be glad. <laughs> do, mm-hmm. do. You work on. And she wouldn't have, have to worry. worry. Can we talk about how somebody wrote me a four page letter? Oh, hmm. when, when was this? We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. But it was ridiculous. When I got that thing, that's the first thing I thought about. I was like, if you don't get away from me with, get away from me, Apollo, with this. I was straight up Phaedra. <laughs> then I was, then I turned to my favorite Nene line. Now, how did I get, you see how I get in? Now, how did I get in? I didn't even, I didn't do nothing to nobody. How did I get in? My name always coming up and stuff. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, and I didn't realize well. that that was she did. And we we can wrap up the conversation, but now just my my music Jones are going. She mm-hmm. did two remakes on One in a Million. Got to give it mm-hmm. up and Choosy Lover. Oh, that, got to give it up was a good one. Yeah, got to give but it I up. Forgot is... about Choosy Lover when I went back and was looking up for the for the episode. Yeah, Choosy Lover. That's actually again she's not a vocalist, but that she does a really good job on both remakes. Oh, and but it's then not think just a, it's not me just standing because I will tell you the ways in which. You destroy the classic. It's almost mm. like PJ Morton's How Deep Is Your Love. The mm. BGs is great, but the one with him and Yabba, mm-hmm. that, that's <laughs> the one. Okay. And in although I won't say that Aaliyah's versions replaces Marvin Gaye's, not by a long shot, but mm-hmm. she did it, especially since Marvel was in that falsetto the whole song. Just she just did it justice. It's a great, yeah. it's a great song. At your best was, was see this all about your at your best too. That was on the first album. The Isleys at your best. You oh, okay, yeah. You but Choosy Lover is my favorite remake of hers. Yeah. yeah. She, um, she not did. my favorite version of Choosy Lover, but my favorite remake of hers. Um, so, but come Friday, 
Come Friday. Come Friday. We're listening to it. And I'm blasting it. You're and not, it's probably going to be on all of my IG stores. You're going to get all these car concerts. And I'm going to have a hat on because I ain't got no haircut. And I ain't getting one no time. So we'll talk about that in the P.O. Box. Um, right. Not the P.O. Box. We'll be talking about that then. You know. You know. Uh, self-care. Black man self-care. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that then. Matter of fact, let, let's go there. Now. Let's just go. Let's go there now. <laughs> let's, let's go. go. <laughs> all right. Woosa. <laughs> Woosah. All right, black man self care, and uh, this is well. I am my brother's keeper. Uh-huh. We talk about black man self care. Well, we talk about how we do the things to ensure, right? Oh yeah, um, that our our skin is glowing. Um, Shante, uh, uh, I don't know why I said that, hmm? but make sure our skin is glowing. Okay, I was, go ahead. I was reading something. Uh, <laughs> make sure our skin is glowing. <laughs> make sure you know our our just our our. Our hands look nice. Our feet look new and, and clean and beautiful. Uh, so this is where we take our time and we tell people what we're doing out there. So those of you, you know, before we go into what we talk about, those that are engaging in in self-care this weekend or any time when you're listening to this episode after this time, you know, tag us in it. Let us know what you're doing to, to take care of yourself because you deserve to take care of yourself, right? So tag the Jigsaw Podcast on any type of self-care that you show or display on social media. We would love to, you know, give you props and... Uh, Share it as well. So, Josh, what are you doing this weekend to uh, take care of yourself? I am going to, um, it might sound lame, but I am going to rest and be still. Mm. Um, I'm just going to enjoy stillness. I have one thing planned this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to a baby shower. Okay. Can you hear the excitement? And um, <laughs> after that, and it's like a, you know, bougie, you know, brunch Probably watercress sandwiches and <laughs> cucumber water type baby shower, but they're good not people. A, not, not a meatball inside. Oh yeah, not a meatball inside. Shout out to the Moors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. Um, but once that's over, but they're good people. And I'm, we're going to celebrate happy for them. Um, but once we leave there, bro, I'm just going to chill. And it's really because you know I got Miami coming up. Mm, you do, mm-hmm. and uh, I am just preparing. I'm just preparing my my mind and my soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, I ain't got no haircut. I'm waiting. I ex- did mm-hmm. I explain why I haven't gotten a haircut on the podcast? No, I don't think no. Okay, so here's the thing. So my barber, shout out to my barber Randy. <laughs> Randy <laughs> has ascended to the heights of barbering that he no longer cuts on Saturdays. Mm, okay. He that's don't a, need that's to. a strong day. Man, a guy cuts Tuesday through Fridays and mm. has very specific hours and still makes really good money and pays the bills. Okay. Now mm-hmm. these haircuts ain't cheap. These mm-hmm. are seventy dollar minimum haircuts, <laughs> minimum haircuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has full clientele and is booked sometimes two to three weeks in advance. So mm. get into it. So if you complain that he ain't your barber, for all, all right. people who are gasping right now about what I just said, <laughs> clutching purse. Right, I said all that to say, when the pandemic. Okay, so y'all know I got laid off in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. When I started back getting my haircut, which was like Father's Day. Uh, I started back going to Randy, and I could go to Randy at any time of the day because I had no job. <laughs> I was I was getting my Biden unemployment checks. Well, my you know, at that point I'm just gonna call them, I'm not gonna call them Trump checks. My my federal government <laughs> unemployment checks, and you no, know, and I had money for a haircut, right? Um, but then when I started back working, that no Saturday I can go any time of the day type of schedule didn't mm-hmm. work for me. Now I worked for the boys because the boys were still virtual. Um, Ash was versus she could take them right after you know right after they finished class things like that. So Randy, so I ended up going to one of Randy's proteges. My guy Lance, great barber, mm-hmm. um, and you know he was my he was my backup when I when mm-hmm. I couldn't find a suitable Friday evening or Thursday evening with Randy, would definitely hit up Lance on a Saturday and, and, and everything will be solid. He's still my backup barber. 
um, you know, we, we, you know, all those good things. You know, you be a relationship with you. We talk about this before. You be a relationship oh, you with your barbers. And I got mm-hmm. a relationship with both of those guys, great guys, all that different kind of stuff. Now, Lance, you know, started to ascend to certain heights as, as well. <laughs> uh, but not so much where he started working on Saturdays. He just got a lot more booked and busy, uh, which means mm-hmm. that I had to find a backup, backup barber who, who was real rough and cut me one time with a razor. Um, but he did a decent enough job to where if I needed a cut, I would go to him. Then one time he was unavailable and I went to one of my friend's barbers. And, you know, with all these different people experimenting on your hair, my line mm-hmm. kept getting pushed back further. Mm. Mm. And not so much where it looked like I was balding or anything like that, but as you can mm. see, mm-hmm. you know, it's all growing back in. So mm-hmm. because I work remotely, I curl my, I do my kinky curly, my wet and wavy every morning. And mm-hmm. that's how I present at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wear hats. I only, the only place I really go is the gym anyway, unless I'm invited somewhere. And most mm-hmm. places you can wear a hat. Uh, I'm not going many places where I can't wear hats. Um, mm-hmm. So since I'm going out of town, I'm just, I'm, it was an opportunity for me. You know what? This is my first big event or trip. Let mm-hmm. me allow my hair to my hairline to grow in. And, you know, so it could be nice and fresh and all those kind of things. The second part to that is that I think because I was going to these different barbers and stuff and these different razors, it was making, mm-hmm. I, most black men get a razor bump here and there, but my, mm-hmm. my skin was starting to be really irritated. Mm-hmm. With the which is something I didn't struggle with, uh-huh. uh, and it started getting bad to the point of like, wait a minute! I looked at pictures mm-hmm. like, what is that? So mm-hmm. I said I was going to bring the beard back. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want no, I don't want, I don't want the Brian hair. I don't, you don't. Know, I don't want the James Harden. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm going to bring the beard back until I can figure out. Look at God. <laughs> what I can figure out. Resurrected. Um, whatever. What well, I can figure out what is going <laughs> on. In my like shaving, like right there mm-hmm. with my skin. So when I get that figure, and I'll probably keep it through February, March, through the mm-hmm. through the spring, you know, the winter. Um, right. But that's but I say all that to say. So that's why for the next few weeks you would not hear me talking about going to get a haircut or anything like that. Uh, well, really, just a haircut because I'm still gonna get a manicure mm-hmm. and stuff. But mm-hmm. that is why. And if you mm-hmm. think I look rough, you can go to hell because I'm still fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, but outside of the baby shower, bro, it's just gonna be stillness and mm-hmm. probably um, I exfoliate on Sundays. That's my Wednesdays mm-hmm. and Sundays, my exfoliation days. Mm-hmm. Um, I do my mud mask on Saturday. <laughs> so you know, it's just the, you know, things, the things. How about you? <laughs> um, I really need a haircut. Like I'm supposed to be going out of town next week. So where are you going? I I am going back to Cali, to, Cali. Nah, I'm going to uh <laughs> well, going going to Maryland. I gotta work. Uh so I'm going oh, I to I love a DC. I love a DMV. I am going to the DMV. <laughs> uh, for a good week, a good solid week. Um, and I am looking forward to it. But I gotta have a haircut. So in my barber, he's been doing other things. He's been trying to work on in and improving his, you know, cash flow and his empire. He's trying so to be a rapper. Like, no, no, no. Thank God. Uh, he trade forex. <laughs> no, thank God. He, I think he's like um uh he's he's working on um like trucking or something like that. He's just he has all the different things to make sure if 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 he wants to shut down his barbershop, he wants to do other stuff too. Got it. Uh, okay. So real estate and trucking and all that kind of stuff. So um I, I think I hit him up. I was like, bro, like your whole calendar is gone for this month. Like, do you have any time this weekend? Don't matter what time, just let me know. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't have a backup yet. So I gotta find a backup. Um, but if I I'm gonna have to get a backup. I gotta get my hair cut no later than Sunday. Um, 
because I do not want to go out of town and, you know, I have no fade at all. Mm. Uh, I can edge myself up, but it looks weird. I already have long hair. So yeah. when you have longer hair, that means you have to put more, you have to, things have to be a little more precise. So um, that. So I'm going to hopefully get my hair good this weekend. Other than that, I'm, I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill this weekend. Uh, since I have a long week next week, I'm going to chill uh, and just enjoy life. Got it. All right. Well, yeah. Brian. Yeah. Did Rodney bring us anything to the P.O. Box? Uh, yeah. So it's a good one, too. Looks like it's nice, <laughs> nice and lengthy. Oh, we have a title. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Look well, this. Let's get into it. <laughs> 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 oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Wait, hey, 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 Mr. Bozeman. What's going on, people? And we are here at the P.O. Box. Brian has let we us are. know that our post office man, Rodney Jenkins, has made his uh-huh. delivery. But before we get into that, as always, please know that you can submit mm-hmm. your letters, your comments, your stories, all of the things to ask. The Jigsaw, that is A-S-K, um, the Jigsaw at gmail.com. Brian and I will um, give you a pseudonym. We will possibly read one. your letter out loud and give you the mm-hmm. best non-therapeutic advice that you can get mm-hmm. on Al Gore's we, internet. We ain't got no license. We ain't got no license. <laughs> ain't got no certification. Yeah, but what we are allowed <laughs> to do based on FCC rules <laughs> is give you the best, inter- the best advice we can give you on Cicely Tyson's internet. Okay, I said Al Gore first, but this internet belongs to the late, great Cicely Tyson. So, she, died. That- she died this year, didn't she? she? <laughs> God, my God, who did the body? Um, but yeah. So with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian. Who do we have, mm. and what do they want? All right. So we got to start with the pronouns, right? Okay. So uh, I'm gonna give you the pronouns. We got to give a, give a good, 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 strong black name. Uh, okay. the pronouns are she, her. <laughs> I don't know that the name is strong, but it is. It is a great cultural reference. Let's call her okay. Gina Waters. Gina Waters. Okay, <laughs> that's a, that's definitely good. You know, uh, a, a good good name. All right, so we do have a title. Okay, um, and um, I'm not gonna say one of the words. Okay. No, I, I was I was thinking I was gonna do it just for the, <laughs> just for the culture, but you know. Okay, I'm okay um, with it. Oh, the the letter title is "Get This Out My House." Oh, okay. <laughs> I wish we had one of those buttons that we could, uh, you know, man, you know. Oh, okay. Get this. Out my house. Got you. Okay. Um, hey guys, my dad and mom have been divorced for about fifteen years now. Oh. They did a great job co-parenting and have maintained a decent friendship during that time. My dad has been dating this woman for about two years now and just proposed. Because they are older, they do not anticipate having a long engagement, which you know, of course, that makes sense, right? The wedding is set for February twenty twenty two. However, this isn't my issue, mm-hmm. right? Generally, she's cool. We all call her Beatrice. So, um, um, I guess well, that should put in there. We all call her Beatrice. Like we ain't we ain't changed the name. I guess we all call her Beatrice. I know y'all love a strong name. Beatrice has been on one since the engagement. Part of me understands, right? Part of me understands. Planning a wedding can be stressful, but that ain't my issue. Okay, where's the issue, girl? <laughs> right, get to it. <laughs> Here is my problem with this happening. I overheard her tell my dad that now she is going to be his wife. He needs to limit his relationship with my mom. Hmm. Mind you, my dad and mom do not talk often. And when they do, it's only about the kids. 
I have an older sister who is real grown and on her own. And then there's me. I live with them because the his house is really close to my college campus and I'm not paying those expensive dorm fees. Mm-hmm. And lastly, I have two younger twin brothers that still live with our mom. Most of their conversation is about my little brothers and some some about me since they support my college education. Uh, they don't hang out nor do they talk on the phone often, but they are often excuse me, but they are cordial and will share a laugh or two while in each other's presence. Now, she somehow is threatened and believes that the man should simply support his children and cease communication with my mom. Ah, ah. <laughs> um, when I heard that, I was furious. Here's my big, big dilemma. I mean, finally. <laughs> finally. This is a, a long one. Do I confront my dad about the situation? Mm-hmm. I live with them. Con- I live with them consequently, or I live with him and consequently with her. And I don't want the tension in my home. Should I tell my mom or wait for my dad to address the situation? Side note, I walked away before I heard what my dad's response was. So I can't be mad at him because I don't know what to say. Essentially, how how should I tell this woman she needs to step all the way back? Love y'all and the show, Gina Waters. Ooh, um... I don't think you, I'll just jump in. I don't think that your conversation is with Beatrice, right? Um, no. Whether that's her real name or not. we do. I do love a Beatrice. My God, that was good. <laughs> that was good. If you made that up, that was really good, Gina. We call, call her B. Yeah, we call her B. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think you, I mean, while your issue is, is with her, I don't think that you necessarily address her. I think, if anything, you should just put your dad on game and be like, hey, Pops, I heard mm-hmm. what you and, you know, B was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's not cool. You know, you yeah, know the relationship that your mom has. And if they've been dating two years and hasn't been threatened all along, maybe she was waiting on this official confirmation. Maybe she didn't want to mess up her bag mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. saying nothing. Um, because if your brothers, if you, they've been divorced for 15 years, you got little brothers, you're in college. I'm just trying to do some mm-hmm. hypothetical math, which means they're teenagers themselves at this point, likely. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, well, at the youngest, probably about 15-ish. And or maybe about to graduate high school themselves if they're still mm-hmm. so I'm guessing somewhere between tenth and twelfth grade is where mm-hmm. they are, which means that their communication is really about to stop, except for if they still do what they're doing for you with the twins, you know, talking mm-hmm. about you know student loans or whatever how, in whatever ways that they're supporting you in college, which is fine, yep, right, which right. is fine. Um, my mom and my sisters, my oldest sister's biological dad, don't have like a relationship, but they still do very much talk. Um, mm-hmm. Because they now share grandchildren, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. they, you know, she picks them up. Like, you know, so like there's conversation right. there. My dad was never intimidated by him. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just it was just a thing right now. I don't know if there was any other issues. I don't believe that there was, um, mm-hmm. but they did a really good job not allowing right. it to be out front to us. But I just don't believe that there was because my mom wasn't playing that and there was just peace in our home. Right. But mm-hmm. what I will say when I've seen my mom and my sister's dad interact, it's always been peaceful, always been cordial. Mm-hmm. And there was no reason for my dad to have to say, you know, blah, 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 and this kind of thing. Yeah. I, if if their conversation is already primarily about the kids, maybe Beatrice knows something that you don't know. Right. Um, that could be a thing, right? Or it could just straight up be that she's jealous. Either way, mm-hmm. I feel like forcing your dad to limit his interaction with your mom is just, especially as they share children. And even mm-hmm. though technically, right, up until 18, but... 
when y'all get married, when y'all have children, when y'all have big life events, like both parents are going to be there, which means that at some point, all y'all are going to interact. So whether they're like best friends and sharing laughs and reminiscing about old days, that's not necessarily important. But there does Mm -hmm. need to be a level of camaraderie that will probably always exist, especially if it's already there. If they're already still cool and Mm-hmm. making it work 15 years after they've been divorced, then it means that, you know, saying there's a great possibility that that can continue regardless of who he marries or who she may marry or date in the future. So mm-hmm. I think I would, I wouldn't tell my mom yet because if he ain't told your mama, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I would start mm-hmm. with my dad and just let him know I wasn't eavesdropping, but I was, you know, however you, however you ended up getting the information, whether you were about to walk in a room and you just overheard them, mm-hmm. I just let him know. And then from there, have that conversation with your father and just and tell him how that made you feel. Uh, right. Because if 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 it seems like I have a really good relationship and if that's the case, mm-hmm. he should have some level of empathy with you. And then should be able to help you navigate the feelings that you're feeling and give you some kind of insight to how he's going to respond to handle the situation. Right. Um, that's that's what I would do. I I 100% not, I 100% agree. Uh, I think it's real childish if that's the case. And she's saying like, well, now that we're married, I'm gonna limit the, the conversation. Right. At this point, like, if was it working before? Were there issues? Right. Something you saw? Something in his phone you saw? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's already working, like, why one now that you're married, you're gonna make him limit the conversation? That doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, and then also you got to consider the fact is that you're in an off in actuality could be hurting. You know, for your for the sake of your relationship, you're hurting, you know, other relationships, right? Because right. you take um, little stepmama now with them, especially with the youngest kids. Yeah, you're you're hurting <laughs> other relationships. So if and in some cases, if it's like, oh, you got to limit the conversation with my wife, who we're good friends, who's the mother of my child, then that can kind of stifle, not stifle, it can kind of mess up the relationship with the kids as well. Um, because if I heard something like that, if I was this girl, like I'd be like, we'd have problems. Absolutely, like, you're not about to tell my mom and daddy. Well, who they can and cannot talk to. We're not <laughs> exactly. doing that. We're not doing You know that. what I'm saying? And I will make stuff real uncomfortable um, in that in those, in those relationships. And I'm the type of person, if I don't like you, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to know I don't like you. Um, so, yeah, I would have the conversation with your, with your dad. I wouldn't talk to his woman or I wouldn't talk to your mom. Have the conversation with him. See where his his response is. See where his head is. Because he might be like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he may be like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not about to do that. And then they can clear that situation up. So that was my thing. Get talk to your dad. Don't talk to your mom. Don't talk to the lady. Uh, just clear it up with him, and and they go from there. You got it. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. And if you want to write in and update us, please do. Please um, do. We would love to see how this plays out and what happens. Um, Brian, you're gonna wrap the show with a greater conversation. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, so greater conversation where we get things off of our chests. Oh yeah. Um, and Josh, do you have anything? Real quick, um, shower. This ain't just to the white people. So <laughs> I work out hard. Side mm-hmm. note, my other greater conversation actually with you, Brian. Um, mm-hmm. let me start there. I got two parts. Oh. The first part <laughs> okay. is that when I got the remote job, Brian was like, "Oh yeah, we can do workouts." I mean, he was telling other people, telling friends, <laughs> telling, people, telling people down to his birthday party and everything about the uh-huh. ways in which he would be commu- com- commuting to my side of town to get That's workouts true. in because we'd do it. This week, I'm like, "Bet I got. I'm in my rhythm. I know my schedule." Brian, he was like, mm-hmm, "No, I can't do it." He said, "Did it Like, no, 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 no. I, I can't do it today either. No." And then I haven't heard about him. I haven't heard from him. So I'm just like. 
I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand. So my first thing is like, you know, if, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. If we ain't, then we ain't. Just let me know. Okay? That's all. That's number one. But no, for real. Number two is like, I would know. Everybody knows I work out. I work out hard. Mm-hmm. And because I am planning for a beach trip, God forbid, mm-hmm. COVID don't go super, super crazy and makes me right. change my mind. I'm planning for a beach trip in like two, two and a half weeks or so. Mm-hmm. There are people who lead, work work out the same gym and me go through the exact same level of torture that I go through with, and I see them on IG. Uh, not even an hour later, mm-hmm. navigating stores, running errands as if they're not soaking wet, as if they don't mm-hmm. smell like the sweat. Because some of y'all don't 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 wash up and pre wash pre gym, mm-hmm. um, and it's just nasty. Mm-hmm. Don't navigate life that way. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like you know, what I'm saying? I, I, I don't even have anything, no funny anecdotes or anything like that. I just want you to know that when you mm-hmm. leave the gym, first of all, before you go to the gym, make sure mm-hmm. that you freshen up, whether it's a full shower, which many of you need, or mm-hmm. a whole bath, whatever it is, get those <laughs> parts that. together, right? Get those parts, especially if you're if you're waking up like in like I showered tonight. Mm-hmm. Like so, when I wake up in the morning for my gym session, I'm likely going to wash my face, brush my teeth, hit mm-hmm. the hot spots because just just I'm just clean like that, and I'm not going to take a full shower because I literally just shower. So only thing I'm about to do when we're done recording is go to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's literally right. it. But if I was had been in a full day of work or whatever, whatever, I'm doing some type of like freshening up because you're going the way I work out. I sweat way too hard for mm-hmm. me to be like, ooh, I smell like. I smell like today. And I don't mm-hmm. want, and I, and I and Ashley's <laughs> like, but babe, you don't stink. But it's just me. It's just my comfort level. I know right. I don't stink. I have really good hygiene. I have deodorant for my arms, have deodorant mm-hmm. for my lower parts. Um, you know, I got my, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got my, uh, my lotions and my oils and my cologne. So I know that I don't stink. However, it's right. just my right. personal, I hate BOs. Mm-hmm. Shower, y'all. Please, Please don't do. be like the white people. Please don't be out here just nasty, navigating life, sticky, yicky, yicky, and dirty, dirty, dirty. Please, please, please wash your hind parts thoroughly and consistently. Tis all, Brian. Wonderful. Well, you know, and just to, for those that don't know, I you know I got a lot of stuff thrown on me this week for work. So I think we might be able to work something out tomorrow, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mark, real quick, real quick. It's not a really big rant, but it's um, just annoying. Anytime anything happens in Haiti, earthquake, whatever. The, the super spiritual niggas um, oh, get yes. on Facebook and they want to be like, see, them niggas be doing voodoo. That's why they, you know, always get earthquakes. Like, stop it. Like, like what what kind of God, what kind of relationship do you have with God that anytime anything bad happens in any place, the first thing you're going to do is, you know, not even like, man, I, it's it's sad to see this situation. The first thing is like, I need to turn to God. I need to turn to God. It's always the, anytime anything bad happens, see, that's what. That's the reason why. Like, shut up. Like, go somewhere. I would. You know, I'm not wishing anything on you, but I would love to see something happen in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Something happen in your life. Devastating. People are losing lives, dying, all kind of stuff, and they'd be like, "See, you must not be living right. You must not be doing this. You must not be doing doing that, doing that." Like, just stop it. Like, if something happens, you you know, pray and be like, you know what, God, like whatever's going on over there, you know, touch them. Uh, save the lives, whatever, all that kind of stuff. But all this whole, you know, anything happens in Haiti, see, they be practicing witchcraft stuff, like, stop it. You know, niggas in the United States practice witchcraft, it's just a different type of witchcraft, right? If we want to we go there, right? The nigga you probably sleeping with practices witchcraft. Like, mm. let's just, let's just talk about it. Like, let's, 
you know, manipulation, all that kind of stuff. So let's not do that. It, it's unbecoming. Uh, it does not make you look good. Good does not make you look deep and spooky and all that kind of cool stuff. Like shut up. Uh, and if you have a problem with it, let, you know, let's 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 talk. And you can see these hands. Um, that's it though. <laughs> see, we'll talk about the city's hands. And that concludes another episode uh, with Brian Roy Jones Jr. Hair uh, of, of, of the Jigsaw Podcast. Same, that, that just concludes another episode. Same. And we just want to thank you all for rocking with us. We hope you enjoyed uh, our tribute to Aaliyah and we going do. down memory lane and reminiscing about all the things um, that was great and wonderful and beautiful about her and her spirit. Rest in peace, uh, rest in love, rest in light, Aaliyah. Um, Brian, anything you want to share? Any updates? Uh, no, nothing I can think of. No. All right. Well, tell them, you know, what they can do with us, how they can follow. Just follow us on all the support. things. Follow us on all the things. Uh, Instagram, the Jigsaw Podcast. I am Brian here. I am Joshua, Josh Rogers. Uh, Facebook um, website's there, Jigsaw Podcast. Uh, go on. We're on every single platform regarding podcasting. So please, please, if you can, share, like, Subscribe, five stars, or nothing at all. Leave us a comment. Let us know how great we are. Um, you know, if you see this post something on the Jigsaw, slide into the DM and say, hey, man, y'all are amazing. We appreciate you all. Gas us up in that way. Gas us up. If there's a certain person that you wanted to be on the podcast, you know, hit them up and say, hey, y'all should be on the Jigsaw podcast. I would love to, to see that. We want to see all the things. We want to do all the things. We want to be in all the places. So please, 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 your support is amazing. We appreciate you for all the things you do. And before we sign off, Josh, can you please let the people know what they need to do absolutely um you can only do what you can while you can the very best ways that you can and if that means writing a four-page letter type it out if that means that you want to <laughs> use a typewriter do that but whatever you do can that. just do it the best way that you can but whenever you do do not get caught up out here with your work undone all right and that is a wrap we love y'all that is a wrap. see y'all next week love you 